All right, Amigos family, we're back with another episode of the podcast. Thank you for joining us. We're so glad you did. We're here with your dose of inspiration and information of all the great stuff that you're fueling down in Nicaragua. Man, what a good day. We've got an awesome episode today. We've got uh, John joining us on the podcast as a special guest. Um, it's kind of a... It's kind of a surprise. We we put together some amigos values and amigos isms, if you will, and uh, just kind of went through them and talked about them. Like, where'd they come from? Why do we believe in this? Why do we do this? That kind of thing. And uh, John joined us for that, so it's pretty awesome. So stick around for that. That's our episode. Also wanted to make a quick announcement is that we just launched the Amigos Academy Scholarship Program. There are 192 kids that are attending the Amigos Academy. It's an incredible private school in rural Nicaragua. You can find out all about it at amigosforchrist.org slash sponsor. Go check it out. Um, There's a story, there's a video there that I know will inspire you. So take a few minutes and watch that. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Thanks for joining us, Amigos family. All right, Amigos family, thank you for joining us. We're back with another episode of the podcast. We've got Iris. Hey, everybody. We've got Kristen. Hi. And we got John. Hi, guys. Thank you all for joining us for uh, just a little bit. You know, we wanted to take an inside look at some of the phrases and some of the... uh, values that Amigos has, you know, that we sort of hold close to everything that we do from, you know, projects out in the community to meetings to anything focused on leadership, education, all that stuff. We um, we have these core values that many of you have heard through the years, and we thought it would be cool. John and Kristen have, uh, we're going to take them for a little ride, and we're going to see um, what kind of answers we get out of them because they have not seen this list and they've been brave enough to go through it without us telling them what's on the list beforehand. So maybe we'll get some uh, fun answers. We'll, we'll see what happens. But, um, I, you know, I'm going to read through these, y'all, and we'll just kind of see who answers and who thinks of who, who wants to answer first, and we'll go from there. All right. So the first one is the phrase that we see all over the place. It's in our rancho. It's in um, a lot of our literature. It's all over our websites, all over our social media. It is juntos, the phrase juntos. You know, there's a lot of people listening who immediately know juntos means together and who have heard that on trips and who have, who know that that is a really deep part of our culture and who we are. Um, but does anything come to mind about, did you, do y'all remember when juntos came to be or was it just something that we realized the, everything we do together is together and it makes more sense together. So let's, you know, let's let this define who we are. Do we remember where that came from? Any, anybody remember? Yeah, I, I definitely do. Uh, Danny had a shirt that had Juntas on a long time ago. And I, it either came from when he was running a marathon or a half marathon together, or he was with a group that that's what they were doing. But the shirt was cool, the saying was cool, and it kind of just was adopted from from that point. 
So Danny wore a shirt that said Juntos on it. How long ago was this? Ooh. That was a long time ago. <laughs> oh, man, I, I can't believe I, I'm glad I didn't know that because I'm getting uh, the inside scoop right now. Yeah, and as a second part to the question or to the phrase Juntos, we were kind of wondering, too, if you could just talk a little bit about. So, you know, you mentioned it's a cool phrase and, um, you know, it stood out to you. But what what was it about Juntos that you felt like linked you back to Amigos or to the way that kind of Amigos operates or, again, just some of the, the core value of who Amigos is? What about the phrase Juntos, I guess? Um, aligns with that I think it well so you know Amigos is known as a community development organization we do all kinds of projects out in communities but really at our core we're a people organization and I think when Danny you know explained to us what the meaning of that shirt was and it was something that held really deep meaning for him uh, with the people that he had run that marathon or whatever it was that he had done um, where that was their theme he, it, the way that he just connected with it and explained it to all of us, it was just something that it just felt like not only with our own team, we wanted to like build that same sentiment and value of the idea that you can literally do anything if you're doing it with other people. And that really yeah. is what makes our work so worth it is the people that we get to do it with. Um, and then it really just branched out from there. It wasn't just with our team. Now it's something that communities, you know, they kind of, grab onto and it becomes their own theme as they do water systems together or whatever it is it's just kind of grown i guess you could say organically that's i love what you said about how we're uh, we're a people organization you know that leads right into the next phrase that that we have here that i love which is people over progress we say this all the time i mean i think we're going to say this about all these phrases but there it's all over the rancho it's all over everything you know what i mean like we talk about people over progress all the time and i think personally for me i'd love to hear what y'all's thoughts are um it's just a constant reminder that you can slow down and be present for what's right in front of you and because there's always work to be done there's always a project that needs completion. There's always a water system that we're working on or modern bathrooms to construct or whatever, or, you know, whatever it might be. But for me personally, when I hear that, I'm like, okay, I want to, I want to be productive and I want to help accomplish what's being done. But at the same time, I want to be able to spend time with the person who's right in front of me. I don't know. We talk about that a lot and sort of walk people through that when they come down on a trip. And I, every time I'm there, I'm a, it's a, it's a, great reminder to to, that we are people over progress and that there's always a person on the other side of every project and every you know everything that we're doing what about you guys what comes to mind when you think about people over progress um what comes to mind to me joey is that at the end of the day we always we we obviously want to see things happen we want to see projects completed and everything but we always remember who we did it with Uh, no matter what you do Whatever you do is cool, but who you do it with is what makes it really, you remember those things. You remember all the different projects and all the different times we were out in communities. So I think that helps a lot to, to remember that, you know, we're always remembering the people that we do things with. 
The thing that comes to mind for me, I remember seeing it written for the first time in a letter that John had wrote. I think it was for our annual report, and it probably has been at least five or six years now. And it was, I think it was during the season for Amigos where we had really started having like real data and numbers and like big goals and things like you know, we were getting to this point where we were having a lot of success out in communities and we were able to measure it. And so you kind of get, you get so excited about that progress that's happening, but there's also the temptation to just like dig into that way too much and forget about all of the people that are right there that really are the ones who get to benefit, um, who's, who actually experience that, that life change from the progress. And I think for us as an organization, it was like the perfect timing to kind of be led in that way by John of like, this this needs to be a central thought of ours, no matter how successful we are and how good the numbers look or whatever it is that we're measuring, that that's secondary to the actual people that are, are right here in front of us. So I think it came at the perfect time. Um, I have an additional question with it. <laughs> Um, I was just wondering also with the idea of people over progress, two things. One is if there's like any particular stories that come to mind or, you know, I feel like it's one of those things that there can sometimes be a tension with. Um, And if that is something that you and you might have already answered this, but if that's something that you feel like, you know, we've had to walk through as an organization, um, is that tension, which Kristen, you might've already answered it, but just if there was anything more that came to mind in that particular vein. What comes to mind always is, is the line of people we have when we're doing something, whether we're throwing buckets of sand or buckets of cement, there's definite progress that's happening, but everybody along the line, and, and we do this totally on purpose, is so that everybody's involved and you got somebody right to your right and right to your left. And so there is obviously a tension of trying to focus on the person on the right and left and also pass a bucket of cement. Mm-hmm. But you do get people and progress all at the same time. And we all need progress for sure because we want to feel like we're helping the world become better. But at the end of the day, when you're, when you're beside somebody and you're passing something and enjoying that time, because this, sometimes it's just brainless work you're doing together and it's fun to do that and you remember who was sitting beside you or who was standing beside you. That's true. I, I, I still walk through communities and I'll be like, I dug for eight hours with Chris right there. Or, I mean, it's, it is. It's, it's, uh, it's remarkable how you remember the people that you did stuff with. And Iris, just to kind of maybe expand a little bit, is most of the things we do there was nothing there before so an extra day or an extra couple days or sometimes an extra month (laughs) it it goes but you know we look at it from a perspective of we want to get this done but the people who are on the receiving end they're just happy there's there's something is actually taking place Uh, and and i think that helps us not focus so much on getting it done but being present to the people we're doing it with Always a great reminder heading out for the day to remember that there's there's someone that we're that God's put right in front of us and that we're serving through our projects. So awesome reminder. Um something that I'm curious about is you know, I've had I've had this question quite a bit over the years 
Um, and, and I think it speaks to how we go really, really deep when we, when we're involved in an area. Like, so for example, a question that I, that I've heard a lot is why do we not work outside of Nicaragua? Why would we, you know, couldn't we expand out to other parts of Central America or Nicaragua? Why are we so focused on Chinandega? I know there's really good reasons for that. I'd love to hear y'all's perspective. I'm sure John has a lot to say. I mean, I just think that there's lifetimes of work that can be done here, not just in the physical kind of infrastructure things that we do, but just the opportunity to to serve people, to bring people together, to create kind of just, I don't know, ways for people to connect with each other and connect with God. I think there's just this advantage to being able to have a really deep impact in one place as opposed to spreading that out it could be done, you know, but I think that the way that Amigos is wired is we're so relational. So having a deep impact is really important. Yeah, it is. It is remarkable, too, to think about how we've been coming. You know, we do have Plan 7, which is seven years. We want to help a community become sustainable and, and continue on and with projects and with, with growth and development. But there's some communities where we've been involved for, for quite a while and we go back and it's just like coming home, you know. When you come to a community, whether you come on a bus or with a car full of people, it's like you're coming to see friends. Um, I don't know. It just speaks volumes to how Amigos does their, their work throughout Chenandega, I think. Yeah, I would agree with that, Joey. I think, you know, if we were just an infrastructure uh, company, uh, we would love to go all over the world, but we're not. And any development is just a slow, slow effort um, to to get <clears throat> to get really positive change. And as opposed to not making that priority, we definitely make that priority, and we have to be patient with that progress. And uh, like Kristen said, I think we could work in the the country of Nicaragua for a really, really long time, and and still not get to where we all want to go or the country wants to go as well. One of one of my favorite things, this is actually one of the questions that I really liked, um, but one of my favorite things about Amigos kind of being local and going really deep is, um, is actually the way that, um, the way I've seen it play out with Amigos recently is two ways. One, having like promoters that are you know, that are Nicaraguan, so promoters that are going into, you know, their uh, local communities, you know, communities that are near and close by to their own homes. And so they are going and working alongside someone who is, in a sense, a neighbor, you know. And, um, and I also, for me, having gone down recently, something that I also just really loved was seeing the impact on the employees and um, seeing the life change in perspective, um, in just the way a person views the world um, from our team on the ground. And I feel like that comes from like what you're saying, where that long-term investment, um, and I think sometimes you don't get that if you are spread thin and, and just hiring here and there, um, whereas I think Amigos, there's a lot of employees that have been there for a long time that are kind of walking the journey alongside with us um, and really not only 
having jumped onto some of the things that are our vision, but really having their own vision for their own country. And so to me, I think that's one of the things that I like this question and I like, I like that aspect of, of getting to see that with Amigos. So. Um, Iris, I think what you, what you witnessed is something that is really cool to see. And you know, there's the handshake, there's a hug, and then there's the kind of hug where you kind of melt into each other. And anybody who's been on the receiving end of a hug from a kid, when they just melt it, melt inside of you, it's like it, it feels really good. And the promoters that you were talking about, when I see them out and they, they come up and the, the mom comes out of their house and our promoter goes to greet them, it is one of those melt into each other hugs. And it's, it's, it's beautiful to see. And you know, when the relationship is like that, um, it means a lot more than, than just the, like the progress we were talking about. It just means that relationship is super solid. You know, at the end of the day, we want to make Christ visible to every person who comes in contact with our organization. And so that kind of leads me to my next question, which is like, what does this look like for us when we talk about making Christ visible? I feel like there's such a range of um, people who we hope will experience this, we hope will um, witness this, we hope will be touched by this. So I guess either, and again, it can be through a story or just the thoughts of how it's played out with Amigos, but where did this, where did we, I guess, even come up with how we, we verbalize it, but also like the heart behind um, making Christ visible um, to to the people that come in contact with Amigos. I remember when we came up with it, John cornered a bunch of us in the conference room. This was probably 10 years ago. And he's like, can you say the mission statement? Can you say the mission statement? Do you know the mission statement? Everybody just, it was like, you know, we were stumbling through like uh, water, health, uh, education, you know, (laughs) it was like a 50 word long mission statement. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was a great mission statement. But I think what he really drew the attention to was, and what his point was, was we need something so short and simple that everyone can remember, but not just remember, but that you can walk through the doors every morning and have something that inspires you to go out and and serve. And so there was a series of of conversations, but where we had to simplify and simplify and simplify. And then that's kind of what we came down to. But I think what you said, Iris, I think there is a little bit of, I don't know what the word is, maybe some magic in the fact that it is so, you can, you can kind of take that idea and interpret it and apply it in whatever circumstance you find yourself in on a daily basis. Uh, You know, even for us that work up in Georgia, it's like, we still have the same mission (laughs) to make Christ visible through how we serve, whether it's each other, whether it's our team in Nicaragua, whether it's somebody who walks in the door who wants to come on a mission trip or whatever that is. I think it, 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 it's an inspirational kind of a mission, but I think it also, it allows each team member to interpret it and apply it in a way that, that makes the most sense for them. And I think it, to me, it's something that has just like, it's united our team, but even beyond our team. Like, you know, you can go out into a community and you hear community members say the same thing. And I think it's just, it's something that just kind of stuck because it's nice and short and sweet, even though it is very 
broad and you know overarching I think for me the uh, <clears throat> Christ can just be an idea as opposed to something super tangible and especially it can be an idea when you're rolling through life with very little or through very tough circumstances which we find a lot of people here and when uh, when Jesus the day before he died he said that he leaves us with one command and that is to love like he loves and since our role on here is to try and and as exemplify that when you treat people and love people really well <clears throat> they see Christ in that they see the, the idea becomes tangible something someone who was on the earth 2,000 years ago gets brought to today through all of us imperfect vessels and I think it's cool to see that because it becomes it goes from the idea to being something really real that's awesome one thing that happens um, is we have these experiences, like life-changing experiences and moments um, from doing, you know, from working in Nicaragua and from being on a trip and from doing projects out in the communities where we work. Um, I can think of one. The first thing that comes to mind was back in August of 2010. We were working on the Chunko water system and we had drilled the well and we were working on connecting it to everyone's home but the well itself was completed and we hit this huge water source and in order you know to celebrate and to get everybody excited about working on the water system that they were working so hard on we put you know everybody got on a bus we rode a mile up the road and we got out of the bus and for the first time i saw children children standing under running water for the first time and i watched them you know play as kids and it hit me it hit me like a ton of bricks these the the kids who are playing under this water have never experienced running water in their whole lives they've never been able to experience that and watching that unfold i mean i'll never ever ever forget it and it's the, probably the first memory i think of when people say why why Nicaragua? Why, why Amigos? You know, it's like you see something like that and you experience something like that. It marks you in a way that you don't forget. And like, you know, it's another one of those things never gets old and never gets old to see someone experience clean water for the first time. So I'm curious to hear from y'all if there's a quick memory of something that's just like off the top of your head. This is a life changing moment that I've experienced in Nicaragua. I'm sure everybody listening is thinking of one, but I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts if you have one that comes to mind i remember um this is actually a more recent one i'm there's probably a billion i could name but uh so we were working out in espavel and i was here we were here as a family and we had lila out with us uh working on the water lines in espavel and we were taking a break you know i think she was maybe five or six at the time and we kind of had a, hang, a hammock hung up in this family's backyard and they were just letting us hang there and get some shade. And Lila got up and she started playing with their well in the backyard. And she, did, she had no idea, you know, what really she was doing or what she was touching, but she was kind of turning the well, which was, you know, bringing the bucket of water up. And it was a really shallow well, like you could see right into it. And the water was just disgusting. And um, and there were some kids that were part of that family at the house that she had been playing with. 
And she said, you know, Mama, what is this? And I said, this is the well that they're drinking from right now. This is where their their family goes, and, and this is what the water that they use. And um, the look on her face, you know, for me, it was kind of this double moment, you know, for me as a parent watching my own child have this kind of experience where, you know, she looked at me, she looked back at the water, and then she looked at the other kids. And it was like this connection of like, wow, you know, this is what they drink. And I, I could just see it processing. And then it just created this conversation to be able to talk about this is why we're here, you know, digging these water lines. But I just remember that moment as a parent of just like, I don't know, it was it was just a it was a life changing moment for me watching her have that life changing moment. That's cool. Um, I have one, too. So. I remember just kind of pre while I was in college and trying to decide what I wanted to do with my life. And, you know, I was kind of a free spirit and just wanted to travel the world and see all the beautiful sights. That was like my thing. I just wanted to see all the beautiful sights. And I remember having this moment in Nicaragua and we were on top of um, Cerro Negro and, you know, I, I don't even know how many times I've climbed it, but it's always beautiful to me. Like to me, I would always get up there and um, and it was beautiful and kind of being more familiar. This At this point, I had been in Nicaragua for quite some time. And so kind of being familiar with the, um, the volcanoes, you know, the other volcanoes. So I'd be able to kind of look out and see and know what some of the other ones are and just, just had this moment where it was like it there was two sides to it one was i was really getting to enjoy the beauty of the country which i loved but then the other side was like it almost felt shallow too where i i'm like i almost pursued a life of seeking out these beautiful things and at the same time, I was so thankful that the next morning I was going out to go work in the communities and to get to see the kids that I got to see on a regular basis that I was invested in that um, really had become part of my life and my passion in Nicaragua. And so it was just this moment where um, I think the verse that came to mind was when Jesus talks about he who, let me think how he words it, he who tries to hold on to his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. And I just felt like it was that moment where I was like so thankful that um, that I wasn't just pursuing going from beautiful place to beautiful place, but that I was invested in the lives of these kids and that they were honestly invested in mine. And so it, you know, we've mentioned this tons of times, but just going back to the, um, you know, we're, we're a people organization and we're a relationship organization. And for me, I really feel like that was like a moment where I was so thankful for that. It felt rich to me. And so that was just a moment where I feel like from then on, I was like, I really do think that is where true life lies, you know, so... That's awesome. I, everybody raise your hand if you've had a life-changing moment on top of the volcano. Everybody's hands are raised. That's amazing that, yeah, you never forget it. Um, hands down for me was the, the first modern bathroom 
So the, f the first funny thing about that was the fact that we had a community celebration around a, a toilet and a shower. And of yeah. course, in, in classic Amigos fashion, we crammed as many people into the modern bathroom as we could and turned on the shower and just everybody was hooting and hollering and having a great time. And, <laughs> and uh, after all the photos and everything were taken, um, we're all smashed inside this thing and little by little there had to be at least 12 people in that bathroom um, and one by one people left and I was standing there just myself and a very pregnant woman and number one that was awkward to be <laughs> inside a modern bathroom with a pregnant woman that's not my wife but then um, but then she just she stood under the shower and would not leave and then she rubbed her belly and she goes, my baby will never have to experience life without water. Wow. And man, it was beautiful. It was, it, was a, it was a cool moment. That's awesome. I want your moment. I want all y'all's moments. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amigos family, thanks for joining us for some of an inside look at some of our values and some of the, the heartbeat of what makes Amigos tick. Really, the reality is, is you guys make us tick. You're, the Amigos family keeps us going, and we, uh, we're so glad to have you all with us on this journey, and thank you for listening to the podcast. But on behalf of all of us, we will see you soon. We love you very much. Adios. Bye. Bye, Amigos family. Bye, Amigos family. We love you.